Welcome to the Sunshine Bridge, a show which highlights the diverse perspectives of Louisianians and the work of those who serve their community. I'm Elizabeth Eads. DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, these food delivery options have become more and more of a normal way to get food, especially since the pandemic. But for those who like a little surprise here and there, fans of the pop-up can get a delivery experience here in Baton Rouge. Through social media and a little creativity, Rich Samir now brings you Vegan Trap Chicken. Well, first of all, Vegan Trap Chicken is one of those pandemic babies, right? Uh Something born of and during the pandemic. But uh, Vegan Trap Chicken is the best chicken in the world, first of all. And it is also vegan chicken served trap style. So instead of having a dope house, right, a trap house or a dope house, I've got a vegan dope house. The food is highly addictive Mm -hmm. and it's delicious. Luckily, it's good for you. So you get that good chicken taste without all of that chicken waste, you know? (laughs) Okay. So as far as trap style, how does that, how does that play out? What kind of... So it's uh, it's almost like a drug transaction per se. It's almost like a scene from uh, Grand Theft Auto, right? Okay. Right or a game, right? But uh, uh, so whether you you've seen it on a movie or whether you've played it on the game or whether you've done some of these nefarious type things in real life, you know, people understand it, especially folks of the younger generation. They they see it, they know what's going on, and they enjoy it. Right. Because it's just romanticized in American culture, for sure. So what is it that you think like the grandparents don't quite get? Because, I mean, really, it's it's money. It's exchange for food. Well, they're used to uh, they're used to being served in a different manner. These days, we've got Grubhub. We've got Uber Eats. There was the pandemic. You had to pull up and go. Food trucks. All of these things didn't exist for their generation. It's not their go to way of being served Mm -hmm. so i think that's a part of it and then we communicate via social media we communicate you know a lot of different ways that they aren't uh used to you can go to my instagram and see all the people that i've served we've got hundreds of people literally on my page one by one you can check them out and see who they are and see what they've got to say but if you don't have those tools or if you're not able, or if you don't use the internet, you're not able to see those things, you don't have that peace of mind when dealing with me, there's a lot of trust involved. Mm-hmm. And especially, uh, you know, folks of that generation in American society right now, they're targeted, they're taken advantage of a lot. So they're weary of anyone trying to take their money for anything. So if it's something they don't understand, I understand. But eventually what happens is, is, is you hear about it because the word is spreading. And then, you know, you come back home for sure. Okay. I want to know a little bit about vegan chicken. What does it taste like? What I tell people is it's just as much chicken as the chicken nuggets you're feeding your children. I'm sure you saw the lawsuit recently uh, where Subway was serving tuna that wasn't tuna, right? Okay, yeah. And in order by the FDA, in order to call anything, whichever type of meat you'd like to call it, it doesn't have to be 100% meat. It only has to have a percentage of the meat in the product to be considered meat, right? So the texture, the taste, the seasoning, the crunch is what you're used to with chicken. So which other name would you call it, right? Uh, I use a specific type of mushroom that gives me the texture and everything that you're looking for from chicken. So that's what makes it work. You have a really varied background. Whenever I first met you, you were doing music. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, tell me a little bit how some of that stuff has kind of pulled together. I have a unique set of skills, and because of those skills, I've made unique relationships uh, with people of all of those fields, right? From making electricity to corporate sales to fashion to music to food, right? And uh, being that I was in all of those industries doing well in video and editing, all those things, because I've done those things well, worked with folks from the industry that are atop in those industries, uh, I was able to sort of all pull it together for what it is I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Whereas the next person may need a team to do all of these things. I need a team needed somebody to shoot. I need someone to edit and do the music. I need someone to cook and I can do all those things myself, right? From top to bottom until I'm not able to do it anymore. You know, we still show, I still show and I teach and there are even days where, you know, I've had days, especially when my community needs it, where I'm like, hey, everything's free for everybody. You like vegan trap chicken? Come holler at me today. It's all free. Tell me how vegan trap chicken started because, like, you're telling me it's a pandemic, baby, but I feel like there's a much longer story of course. to that. I began caring more about what I put in my body uh, when I almost died. In 2016, living in Atlanta, I had a hole in my intestines, and in the hospital, they wanted to cut a piece of my intestines out, sew them back together, and or give me a colostomy bag, all of these things. And I had an IV for nutrients. That's all I had. I opted out of that other stuff. I stopped eating and drinking everything, not a drink, not a sip, not a morsel for 10 days. My body healed itself. I said, hmm, the things that I was putting in my body were literally killing me. I stopped putting those things in my body. And what were those things? You know, just the typical South Louisiana diet you know what i mean uh i i didn't shy away from anything in south louisiana we eat gravy we eat seafood i mean you name an animal i ate it oh, yeah. like really in oh, real I life know. and I, I put it together in the worst way right we're frying with lard we're using a lot of uh i mean you know sheesh we can go down the list of all the terrible things we're doing to our body but just the typical diet for someone like me and uh it was wreaking havoc on my insides and it did mm -hmm. so in learning how to heal myself via that experience, speaking with someone at the hospital that had me do some research on leaky gut. You know, it opened up a whole new world for me. The light bulb was on and that began my journey towards veganism. Uh, within the next two years, I cut off uh, meat. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, February, 2020, I decided to be more strict as far as veganism was concerned. Cause I was already fairly vegan anyway. I, was, I would tell people I'm vegan-ish. You know, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I let certain things slide. Right. But after that, I ooh, after the pandemic began, I let all that stuff go because the virus is ribonucleic acid. I want to push more towards alkalinity that just automatically fights against that in the body. So that's how we ended up where we are. Do you, do you think <clears throat> that with you doing vegan trap chicken, that that makes being vegan a little bit easier? Because, I mean, you're cooking. You're cooking almost every day, aren't you? I'm cooking every single day, yes. Every single day. Every single day. It makes it easier for those around me. I try to stay close to friends and chefs and stuff like that. That can give me something other than what I'm cooking all day, every day. Okay. Because when you're cooking all day, it's tough to stop at the end of the day and then cook a meal for yourself, something different. And okay. I could eat vegan trap chicken every day, but, you know, who eats the same thing all day, every day? Just And that's how also you experiment and learn exactly. flavors, I and, and that And that, too. So in being in the close-knit vegan community, especially a vegan community of folks who are serving and preparing food, 
uh, it allows me a lot of opportunities to step into other folks' kitchen okay. at the end of the day or get something a little different. But yeah, it's a lot easier being around the right type of food to eat the right type of food. Tell me a little bit about the vegan community in Baton Rouge because for the longest time, it really has just been South Louisiana cooking, fried yeah. meats, all right. that and gravy, just right. like you were saying, all that right. stuff. I actually am thinking of an occasion where I had a vegan friend come into town from Austin, mm. and you know we really struck. And this was—I mean, it was years ago. This mm-hmm. was—I think I was in college back then, or something or other. Yeah. It was really hard yeah. to find something that would um, that satisfy. would meet, that would satisfy mm-hmm. all you know vegan mm-hmm. because vegan's pretty strict. Indeed. What is the vegan community like now, and how how do you think it's kind of formed, and how how do you kind of interact with it, and how can a person in Baton Rouge access that now? Well, first of all, I will say, if you're vegan and you're going out to eat, it's tough, you know, unless you're going to a vegan restaurant. You don't have to let something sneak in there somewhere. They're probably using it on the same surface or something's going on. Mm -hmm. And you just have to respect that. Eat out or don't. Easy work, right? right? Um, But as far as myself goes, there are a couple of vegan restaurants in Baton Rouge. So just in visiting these places a lot, I began to see some of the familiar faces. And then I began to, began to see some of the people that I know at some of these spaces and places. And, um, you know, it's just like going to, to a nightclub every week. You know who's at your favorite bar, right? You know how you make those relationships. And it's the same thing. Being in the places that we do have where the vegan food is, of course, online and social media plays a huge part in that because you get to connect with different people in your area in various ways. So, you know, seek and you shall find. So uh, that's what's worked for me. And that's the common denominator uh, that works for anyone. Go to the places where these things are. Use the tools, use the internet, use social media, talk to people, do all of those things, and that will make a difference in what you're able to find, as simple as that. What is one of the more surprising flavors that maybe you've discovered through the vegan community here in Baton So we, we were, uh, well, I don't know if that was from the vegan community, but I guess this is just the vegan community in general. Okay. So we were talking recently about um, preparing a cheese sauce with a vegan godmother, right? I mentioned that her children have two of the most successful, or two of the two most successful vegan restaurants in South Louisiana. And we were preparing a dish, creating a vegan cheese sauce, and weren't able to get the cheesiness, the flavor that we were looking for. And I knew it called for citrus, just something random I picked up along the way that I discovered in the kitchen, actually making vegan Thanksgiving in Los Angeles in 2020. I was telling her, like, hey, we need to do the citrus. It's going to give us the cheesy flavor we're looking for. That's what's been. She's like, get out of here. No <laughs> way. You know, and long story short, in finding nothing else, we tried that method. And there you go. So... You know, you really have to get in there and, and figure it out. And it's not necessarily there for you. Like if you're if you're on the internet looking at how to make your favorite meatloaf, mm-hmm. because that's not what's been passed down. We are really, we are literally the trailblazers of this sort of whole thing right now. The people who are into it now and have been into it for quite some time, they're the teachers, right? Well, I mean, the way that, that information is kind of spread at this point, you know, once upon a time, recipes were just simply handed down through families. Exactly. And recipe cards, and now- You're on Google. I'm on Google looking up anybody's grandmother's exactly. recipe of whatever, keeping it in, in my little space, my Pinterest or whatever it is, sharing that with whoever. Recipes aren't necessarily a secret so much anymore, mm-hmm. or if they are, it's it's kind of hard to keep them as a secret. So what makes something like anything that you create special? 
for me, it's how whatever's being created moves you or whoever's being served. Whether it's music, whether it's food, whether it's the interview we're doing right now, if I don't feel something, it's not what it's supposed to be. If I don't eat that and I feel like, mmm, that's wow, that's phenomenal, then it's not it. That's not it. Settling for anything else, you won't find the destination. You can't find it otherwise. And for me, at least, it's always about a feeling. And that's, I guess that's because I'm a creator. I've been in the studio making music and everybody be like, wow, this song is great. And I'm like, but I don't, eh, I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. oh, it's not making me feel anything. And I'll delete it. Oh my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, then I'll replace that with something that I feel. And it's a hundred times better. So that's what it is for me. And that's what keeps me serving every day. I but, like to see the react. I like to see how people feel. But hold up, because if you're cooking, uh -huh. it gets a little bit different. Because if you are cooking something for the day, mm -hmm. and you know you've kind of put the word out already today, mm -hmm. and then at some point you go, "This isn't right. Mm -hmm. This isn't what I." You, mm -hmm. What do you do? What do you do in something in a situation like that? Because at that point, like especially now, like you know you have a business, so you can't just like check it out and say, "Nope, sorry, we're not serving it today." Or do you do that? If I choose to, okay, right. But I have yet to do something like that okay. because I serve one thing. I'm not getting too far out of my lexicon here. I'm sticking to one dish. I do one thing several ways. I have a burger-sized chicken sandwich. I have a two-foot-long po' boy. That's from your wrist to your shoulder. And I sell weight, which is a chicken in the sauce. A quarter pound, a half pound, a half kilo, the whole kilo. So I'm doing just taking this one thing. You could get it on popo, you could get it on bun, or I can put it on the scale. Right. It's one thing. Still trap style. That's it. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, if I mess up a batch, okay, I'll do another batch. But mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've done this thousands of times by now, so I'm not messing up any batches. You right. Know? You know yeah. what you're doing at this point. I know what I'm doing, so we're good to go. As I was telling you, whenever I knew you, you weren't doing, I think you were doing some pop-up stuff here and there with Chef Tata. Mm-hmm. How many instances of you doing that led to vegan trapped chicken? Where you, was the aha moment where you, you where don't you say? You, I didn't have the aha moment until I began doing pop-ups myself. But it was me recognizing at that point how many pop-ups I'd been a part of. My very first pop-up was in 2011 with Chef Kwame Onwachi, right? Who's a judge on Top Chef chopped who was a contestant who's a james beard award winner forbes 30 under 30 mm -hmm. we were doing events summer of 2011 at the new Yorican poets cafe at that time i was performing as a recording artist because mm -hmm. i had some cool music out that i did that i uh, released with a pretty popular music magazine at the time so that's what i was doing there and then after that um, I, of course during that time my parents had a restaurant i worked with other chefs I'd done work in, in, uh, in pop-ups with Chef Tata. I had a group called the Pop Boys with uh, mm -hmm. 2019 Best Chef, uh, Chef Sean Rivera, with uh, Chef Gucci. So I've seen it. I've been a part. I've been in the mix. I've been in kitchens. I've filled in in kitchens. I've cooked for myself and my family. I've made everything from coon to smothered rabbits to fried. I mean, you name it. I'm from South Louisiana. I've right. been in the industry. I've bartended. I've done it all. So when I got to putting putting these things together for myself, I was like, wow, duh, you've done this. I didn't realize how much knowledge I had. I didn't realize how deep my bag was, right? Huh, you uh -huh. know, I was like, wow, there's some depth here for real. I forgot I've been a part of so many things. I just knew what to do without people telling me. And I was like, oh, yeah, 
you've learned a lot via osmosis. Did you do it as a pop-up at first or did it start out as just straight up trap style? Well, it started as a, I guess it started as a pop-up first. I post, I cook because I'm vegan. I always want to show people like me that, hey, this is something you can do. It's not tough. Look what I'm doing. You can do the same thing. So I always cook. I always post my food, you know, from, you know, at least here and there for people to see. And they're always wild. And the people who taste the food, they feel the same. So uh, when I was in Los Angeles, I did a pop up on Long Beach. I cooked for a couple of popular folks out there just because we're hanging out and we're vegan. I just hit the store and, you know, they're posting, you know, I see that I'm like, okay, there's something here. I came to Louisiana. I did a pop up downtown at the bike shop, whatever, just fooling around with friends. You know, yeah, come cook. We're going to buy a grill or something for you to cook. You know, so I'm making vegan meals here and there, showing people, you know, the way. And uh, in February of this year, of 2021, I was with Sean Rivera, who I mentioned from the Pop Boys, who uh, is a partner at Saj, a magazine. And I was with Don Richard, who was in uh, Diddy Dirty Money, the group. And we were riding around because she also does vegan pop-ups as well. We're all, you know, we're all doing our food thing. And Sean tells us, hey, we're going by the flagpole, which is a Cuban coffee house in New Orleans, and I'm going to get you guys some pop ups. And uh, I ended up accidentally cooking for some very cool people, you know, like, oh, you're doing what? Okay, cool. So, you know, you know, it's sort of buzzing already anyway. Uh Uh, Even at the top of the year, I did an interview. uh, I did an interview for music for, you know, some songs I had coming out that I was writing for other artists for uh, Chechi Saray, Rock Your Body. But we're talking about all that stuff. And they're like, but Rich, what's up with this food you've been doing? (laughs) I didn't even have vegan. I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing cool pop ups for cool people. If you see me doing it, you'll fall through whatever. You know, I'm just whatever. I didn't have any. I didn't know. Vegan test kitchen, vegan test this, vegan that. And then vegan trap chicken was born because I'm doing chicken vegan trap chicken and chef it was chef tata that told me because i had another name i was going to say vegan trap booming because i wanted to be like yeah it's booming and i'm doing all this vegan stuff she's like well you do chicken i'm like you're right and vegan trap chicken that was where the name came that weekend and it was uh april after that i left my corporate sales job was doing phenomenally and before that i was doing uh I was managing a small chain of very cool streetwear stores with the Babe the Supreme, the cool sneakers that served all the cool people from artists, uh, movie stars and athletes, whatever, flying back and forth. So all those things, switching from the fashion industry to the corporate sales during the pandemic and then not feeling like they were treating me like the Jesus Jordan that they should have been because I was literally the money at the company just leaving there. Uh following just whatever sticks we're just hustling we're going to see what sticks and i wanted to go nuts for my son i wanted to buy my son the moon for his birthday in april if that's what he wanted so i was like oh you know i'll do this vegan trap chicken thing every day to make a little extra money and i saw growth via consistency and i knew i had something that i couldn't let go Hmm. and there was that that's how you know that's how i began and i began with the sandwiches and my price point was initially ten dollars And that was going well, but I felt like I was doing too much moving around for just a $10 sandwich. I was like, what What are you doing? That doesn't, that was cool. We got a little following now. Let's see what's next. I got these, this two foot long piece of bread from my friend. She just gave it to me. She was like, here, take this, do something with it. Whatever (laughs) you want. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. I made this huge po' boy and we were about to go kayak. She says, why would you make a sandwich that big? I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to see if I could do it, you know? <laughs> and I said, if I post this on my page, somebody's going to buy it. And You're like, why would you not why make would a you sandwich? Why would you not make it? Are you crazy? 
and I made this huge sandwich and I just put it on my social media and people were like, whoa. Where can I get where that? Where can I get that? <laughs> How much is it, right? Those are like $40 sandwiches at that point. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then from there, you know, just being influenced by the trap, just looking for more ideas to, to allow folks to support me in ways that they want to. Something special was happening when these ideas were coming, the food was coming together, the people were supporting. And here we are, several, well, six months later now, I've cooked for uh, athletes, I've cooked for cool celebs, people that you know from TV, I've cooked for, for all the cool TV chefs, like I was saying, my man is the uh, executive producer of Food & Wine magazine, the most inspired, he's been by a dish in a while, mm-hmm. is what he says, a vegan trap chicken. So I'm adding a lot of cool things to my resume. I'm, I'm putting some cool notches on my belt in a very short amount of time. Uh-huh. It's a decent following because I'm of service first. I really like this idea of of community that's kind of happening yes. with this. And I really want to I want to understand how is it that because one of the things that you're telling me is you're not you're not on Grubhub, Mm-mm. you're not on Waiter or any of those no, things. None of some How of these is it folks that have you're... been reaching out to me. Shout out to them. I'm fielding offers. A lot of people are making offers now that they see what's happening, uh-huh. right? But yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm still the free agent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I mean, you, one, you're the free agent. Yes. Um, and two, you are stretching out um, into your community uh-huh. um, in various ways. One, how is it that you get the word out? Because some of it's, of course, social media. You're posting something every single day. Right. Because you're doing something every single exactly. day. Exactly. How is it that you're stretching in your community? to get that word out? Like, what is it that you do every day? Like, whenever you get up right. and you say, okay, yeah. today I gotta get the word out, well, how am I doing well, it? Well, first of all, luckily, the places that I've lived and served, uh, from New Orleans to Baton Rouge to Houston to Austin, that's one huge community. Especially after Katrina, so many people were, so many survivors were displaced and not immediately able to return home. So New Orleans stretched from New Orleans to Houston. Yeah. Literally, like New Orleans is up by 10, that's one big, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. South Louisiana to me. I know so many people up and down the freeway on South on, on I-10 uh, between South Louisiana and South Texas. And also from living in Baton Rouge, from living in Austin, Texas, from having relationships in New Orleans and Houston. It's one sort of big melting pot. And I've, over the years, touched the right people from one way or another. We're just touching the right people via grassroots, literally putting it in the right places at the right times with my friends. I really started with my friends and those that are close to me and my family. And you can tell that I'm really trying to serve my community. I put out a PSA in 2020 when I went vegan, I put out a PSA on my personal social media saying, hey, this is what you need to do right now. This pandemic's about to kick up. Go vegan. Try to stay alkaline, protect your body. These are the things you can do to perhaps grow your bank account as well. Spoke to a couple things. I followed what I said and things worked out well for me. But what I realized is, you know, even in telling people, hey, this is February 2020. I'm preaching to you about the pandemic and to change your eating and blah, blah, blah. Before all that stuff really kicked off and things really started shutting down. I realized that, man, if I'm going to get you guys to do this, I got to cook the food for you myself and put it in your face. I have to be the example and I gotta almost force it to you. Okay. Like when your mouth's open, I almost throw it in there, eat this, and you're like, oh wait, <laughs> wow, this is phenomenal. Well, I mean, in Louisiana, we're not used to the whole vegan thing. We're not. We're, we really just are not, you know, we're slow to that. But what, sure, I, what but... I tell people all the time, the meat is not where the flavor is, mm-hmm. it's the plants. Yeah. Nobody's grabbing a piece of meat out of the fridge, washing it off, throwing <laughs> it in the pan, and eating just that, right? right. You need onions. You need peppers, you need garlic, 
You need cilantro. You need parsley. You need all these plants to make your food taste like something. Mm -hmm. It's the plants, right? It just takes a bit more time and research and understanding. All these other recipes were passed down to us. Nobody's passing down how to do this thing from the earth. So there are ways to do it, of course. We just don't know. It just takes a little work. You're selling exclusivity, definitely. Yes. How long do you stay in a place? Do you have any kind of decision? Is this just sort of, I'm here, I'm happening to I'm here, cook here. and I'm riding the wave, you know? <laughs> uh, I am where I get the most love, often. Uh, and the only thing that I that I that that helps in deciding is my family as well, because I, I have a son, I have a family, I have a mother, I have a sister, I have all these people in my life that I care for, you know what I'm saying? Uh, even my son's mother, even though she's not nice to me all the time. <laughs> it's all good. I care for all of these folks for real, and they're a part of my decision making, right? So it's almost like, okay, I'm going to be on the road for a little bit, right? I'm going to be in L.A. for a couple months. I'm going to be in Texas for a little bit, I mean, you know. But I always come back to the home base until, you know, until I'm walking around with a, a, a billion dollars from vegan trap chicken and I can take all these folks with me everywhere. Oh you my know? goodness. I know, the, I know what's coming my way. For sure. So I'm literally just cooling out, enjoying the ride until I can't do all of these things that I'm doing by myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I know people are going to be upset someday that they don't get to see me on drop-offs or on the videos or whatever. And that's coming. So right now, while I'm able to do all this stuff, it's just really a good time. It's really fun being of service to people. It's really fun showing people a different way because that was the mission to serve people like me when it was still vegan test kitchen or i didn't have a name for it, whatever it was free it was donation oh, nice. based i wasn't charging a dime first thing i did in public for people was the supreme pasta because i told you i was into fashion in the street wearing supreme oh, supreme stir fry i'd done it for kennedy pico who's a model that's very popular on instagram I was in LA with some of my friends. Oh, Rich is vegan. He cooks. Blah, blah, blah. So I went over to her crib with some of my friends and cooked them this cooked this cooked this uh, stir fry for them with all the cool veggies. It's colorful. It tastes good. It looks mm -hmm. cool. Nobody makes this stuff look cool, you know. What do you mean? Like it's got to be attractive for 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 at least my generation to try anything damn near, right? Because every, you see stuff on the internet, everything is so new and beautiful and appealing and the hottest thing and whatever. You saw these guys with, with Firefest. Uh, they had the right people talking about it, right? And they got all these folks to spend their money and go to a place that had zero infrastructure. And it was terrible for them, right? And they couldn't eat or have the proper facilities to bathe and none of these things, right? Just because it just they just sold this dream to you so everything's dreamy typically <laughs> vegetarians and veganism and the whole nine yards it, it was just a whole boring type of deal okay. it's really people like it's it's people like me i like to think i'm cool sometimes uh i'm showing it in a way that you, that's not unique to me i'm mm -hmm. showing it in, in a way that uh that's palatable for a whole lot of people because this this is the real life this is the music we're listening to this is where we're hanging out i'm serving it to you in a way that you're used to seeing every day in your real life food is so tied into culture mm -hmm. you know how is it that mm -hmm. you because vegan in louisiana you know how is it that you see this tying into the culture of louisiana because it's kind of a, a forward-looking thing like we don't have a vegan past right at all because I am a Louisianian, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Louisiana has such a rich history and culture. Uh, 
because of the people who are here. I'm one of the people that's here for real. And all of that flavor, the way I talk, the way I dress, the way I create, the music, the feeling, the everything, all that stuff you're getting is because I'm of Louisiana, of South Louisiana. I tell folks, I'm like, man, we got to get, you got to come with. I tell a lot of my friends who I think are just cool or just have cool things to say are great. And I'm like, man, you got to get with me like in other places just so other people can see. We don't realize that we are the backbone of the culture for real. Oh, my gosh. What do you mean the backbone of the culture? Which culture? Like American culture, world, world culture, everything. When you get on, like, for yeah. example, social media is, is, a, is, a, is perfect. It's a perfect place to see. The biggest genre of music right now, right, for the lack of better terms, is black music and a rap and hip-hop and R&B. That's the most popular genre of music right now. Hands down, period. Can't argue with that. Those are numbers of facts. The biggest rappers in the game are literally from Baton Rouge. NBA Youngboy is right. like the biggest rapper in the world. Right. He's from Baton Rouge. Right. Kevin Gates, huge numbers. He's from Baton Rouge. <laughs> Little Boosie. Whatever Bad you have Rouge. to say about him, you know exactly who he is, <laughs> right? You know exactly who he is. I think, and I think he's slick trolling the world. He's making the right people talk about him all the time. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but he's got every, everybody knows who he is. All these people from Baton Rouge. Right. You see all these viral videos and dances. Those are people from Baton Rouge. All these funny people on the internet with the jokes and the memes and blah, blah, blah. Those are, we don't realize how many people are from Baton Rouge in South Louisiana. My mother... And some of my other family members, they literally would drive to New Orleans and watch Tyler Perry every so often on stage, on right. the stage play. This man wasn't making movies. This man is from South Louisiana. Uh -huh. He's literally built his own Hollywood in Atlanta. Right. I was living in Atlanta when he was building it. It's huge. <laughs> right? Right. He's from South Louisiana. We got all the flavor here, right? Okay. The music, all the... Buddy Guy, right? Right. Do you oh, want to I'm talk loving, jazz? I'm loving to hear this. Do you want to talk yeah. like we can? What you want to talk? You want to talk <laughs> jazz? You want to talk food? You want to talk fashion? You know what I mean? You want to talk the way that that people carry themselves? You want to talk black people in general? Mm -hmm. We came up from the south and went to all these other places around America. Okay, right? When I talk to people in in the Midwest, in Chicago, and you know, in uh, Indiana and Ohio, oh, I got my grandmothers from. When I'm in San Francisco, L.A., San Diego, uh -huh. oh, you know, my oh, my grandmother from, right? When I'm in New York or, oh, my people from, Anytime right? Anytime I've been outside of Louisiana, that happens yeah, to me, too. We yeah, we flavor for real. Yeah. And then that is translated all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You've got kids on the other side of the world listening to and dressing like, right? Right. Okay. So, you know, I hate when I'm in LA, I see Louisiana fried chicken or Louisiana this, and I'm in New York and I see gumbo, and I'm like, oh, you know? So, yeah, we're it. Well, I mean, it depends on if it's a Louisiana person that's there. But you I know what I mean? I, don't I haven't found them. I go and I ask, I ask the questions. I uh -huh. did find some kids in Austin, Texas who were legit right. for sure. But Texas, you know, that's close. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I expect a little something from Texas more than I more than I would from like South Dakota, you know, Washington State. Right. You know, but yeah, man, we're we're where it's at, man. But it's totally been a melting pot out here, man. It's totally been a melting pot for uh, for all of us in this region.
Thanks again to Rich Samir for talking with me and for the scrumptious vegan chicken. Very tasty. If you're looking for vegan trap chicken, you'll have to be on the lookout for what Rich is doing. You can find him on Instagram at vegan trap chicken. You've been listening to The Sunshine Bridge. If you have questions or comments, you can email the show at thesunshinebridge at gmail.com. Special thanks and dedication of this show to Karen and Justin. I'm Elizabeth Eads. The music is by Arnav Srivastav. The music you're hearing now is Chechi Saray, Rock Your Body. Chechi Saray is spelled C-H-E-C-H-E, Saray, S-A-R-A-I. And that's Rock Your Body. It's written by Rich Samir. You can find it on most streaming services. And as always, thanks for hitting play. <laughs>